watching Prohibition fall down. All right, welcome to some Grow Talk DGC. How's it growing? How's it growing, Scotty? Uh, it's growing, man. It's growing. Can you tell me, you know what this smile is, man? This is, I've been on the phone with the IRS all morning smile, man. All right. <laughs> you know what happens when the IRS loses your papers during COVID, dude? Oh, no. They haven't smoothed everything out for you. That's I feel for you. Well, this is the mind. This is the break for your mind. Get into the show. Talk some grow. Hang out. You know, You're, you know. I'm you down. Make it happen. I literally, I usually try to time these joints, but I'm just fucking smoking this one. The show's on. I'm smoking. That's it. <laughs> All right. The show run down for you guys. Dudegrows.com. Grower questions. It's where we get this DGC build in the show. Um, I see here a quick note, though. Happy Giving Tuesday. What does this mean? Ah, we, <laughs> It's just meant to drive you nuts, dude. You were asking about, what, Cyber Monday and Black Friday, and I just opened uh, Google, and Happy Giving Tuesday was everywhere. So, <laughs> I don't know, hook a brother up, man. Hook it seems up. like it's supposed to be a charitable type thing, which is hilarious because, like, all right, guys. Spend all your money on yourself and your family on Cyber Monday and Black Friday, and then make sure on Giving Tuesday, there's a little of that. To quote the great tool, send more money. All right, today's show, we got a Dank Nug Blackberry Auto by Fast Buds by GA Dank Nugs. Wow. Grower questions. Water temperature is climbing at a savage rate by Sea Tizzle for Thrizzle. <laughs> savage rate. I have savage water temperature increases, <clears throat> sir. Kosher Solutions Nutrients by Sir Bongsworth. Um, a grow hack, free CO2 generator, which is pretty cool, by Mr. East Coast Grow. And 48 Hours in the Dark by Casper420. All right. All right, man. All right. You sit, you sit back. Token that Jay Little. I'm going to tell people about this before we hop in the show. I do got a token. Well, I didn't light my candle yet for the show. Dudegrows.com forward slash support. It's where you can sign up to support the show and get all the DGC bennies by joining the DGC. I feel like a recruiter when I'm saying that. Join the DGC. And get your bennies. When you sign up to join over there, guys, you'll get a message simply with the link to the DGC member area we've created on dudegrows.com right now. So it's super straightforward. Everything is listed there for benefits. Right when you sign up, you can go and get your free DGC goodie bag, which is some, some stickers and a high-functioning stoner card, free seeds from Seeds Here Now, as well as 30% off Real Growers Recharge ongoing. And we're hooking up every every month. We have a DGC hookup over on Patreon. I just made the post over there. Uh, and you make a comment on the post this month, December 21st, we've got the DGC merch pack. We've got two hats, two real grower shirts, a sticker set, a grinder, a DGC lanyard, whether it be for your keys or for those expos you're not going to, um, as well as I threw in an eight ounce of recharge, Scotty, if that's okay. There you go. There you go. Just think, does anybody need keys anymore since you're not leaving the house? <laughs> Fair enough. You have the good COVID humor, my friend. All right. Yes. Uh, hey, that looks good, up. by the way, man. Lil Real made that gift basket up there and Guru Photography by Guru. I like it. Does she accept the name Lil Real? Lil Real. Yeah, I got high about lilreal.com a couple nights ago, man. Dudegrows.com <laughs> <laughs> forward slash support. El Patus the Dude Grow Show. Let's get into this and have some fun with some grow talk here. First, with who's growing some dank? We've got Blackberry Auto by Fast Buds. 
by GA Dank Dogs. You know, I picked this one because I'm just always interested in what the autos are, you know, uh, turning into or evolving into. And Jesus, look at this thing, man. I'd be so stoked if this is what I got from an auto seed. This is my Blackberry Auto by Fast Buds. Just started week seven of flower, and now she's starting to show flush. Hopefully, I will get the hang of defoilation and knowing what branches to keep and which ones to get rid of. Because you see, I kept them all. I and mean, it, it looks doesn't good. look bad. I, I don't see any bud on there that's not a nice cola. So thank you all for the A-plus listening. Between you and Rasta Jeff, I, have a list, I haven't listened to a radio in a while. Take care, guys, and keep growing. That's i got to awesome. give a... Appreciate that for sure. I don't, there's usually not too much good on the radio, unless I'm trying to catch some type of news maybe for a minute just to see what's up with the weather or something. Yeah, oh, the news is good. Man. That's good on the radio. <laughs> hey, I just have to point out the calyx to leaf ratio That's of this crazy. autoflower right here is ridiculous. Crazy. That is a hell of a plant. That is a hell I'm of a plant. A- maybe next time thin it out just a little bit so you get some airflow through it and uh, like lower your possibility of getting some type of bu- in bud rot or anything. And or little microclimates on the plant where like powdery mildew can pop up. So we are trimming. Hell yeah, we are trimming autos at this point, though. I think I think leaf removal isn't uh, a giant deal, especially if it you can justify it as beneficial um, for some reason. Shaping it as far as pulling the tiny branches out, you don't want those little popcorn buds. We're still doing that, right? I would. Yeah, I would too. What do you think? I also don't grow auto flowers. Me neither. The uh, fan there, grower tip, clean that baby up. Keep your fans clean, man. Keep your fans clean. Just a little observing around the room there, around the tent. And, I mean, for for a good reason, too, that it is just a little bit of dust on a fan or on the fan blades can reduce the amount of air it's actually able to push by, like, 20%. And if it's completely caked with stuff, it can be, like, 50% of the CFMs that was originally moving right. um, dirty versus clean. Yes, keep your stuff clean. It's nice to have. I mean, it's almost. I'm going to get too geeked out with my tool stuff. I was almost going to recommend all growers have a little compressor as well. I love my little air compressor for different projects and different things. Just a little guy, maybe a little, you know, meh. You little pancakes there. All right, grow question here. AlphaDudeGrows.com. Water temperature is climbing at a savage rate by C. Tizzle for Thrizzle. <laughs> Michael That's Rizzle, awesome. you know. <laughs> Good job. All right. Hey, guys. I'm having a problem with the water temperature in my RDWC, circulating deep water culture. Yes. This is my first indoor hydro grow, and I'm doing my best not to drop hundreds of dollars on a water chiller. I have some killer feminized gelato seeds from Cop Kings, and I don't want them to go to waste. (laughs) Cop Kings is awesome. Did I say Cop Kings? You might have, sir. It's Crop Kings. Yeah, it is Crop Kings. It's amazing what uh, one letter will do to fuck you up, isn't it? <laughs> the only grower hack that works for me with a ton of work involved is frozen water bottles throughout the day. I see it has two freezers, like, right behind this thing. It looks like two floor ones. It doesn't look too bad. Well, don't freezers um, create heat, though? Not a ton. I think they do create a little, but they're not too high amperage. But since I'm currently sitting here next to the window AC unit, disassembled, working on a homemade chiller. Don't worry. I'm an HVAC technician. This setup is a 3x3 Mars Hydro tent with a T1000 LED and startup ventilation kit, etc. 
I, I appreciate everything you guys do. I listen all day to previous podcasts while I'm working to get through these crazy times, and it works. Right, right. on, right on. I spent years as an AC tech. My dad was an AC guy, and uh, so I dig this. I know a little bit of AC theory. Like, you're basically just transferring the heat from inside the house to outside, and that's why it's it, the AC on the outside unit is hot. It's pulling out a bunch of that heat through the, the Freon. So, man, you're still going to have to get the, the outside of this this unit, you know, the compressor and whatnot on the other side of a wall or whatnot, because it's just going to it's just transfer heat. heat. Yeah. All that all the AC does is just transfer heat or hear me out. We go to a soilless media or a soil based media and all these problems go away. <laughs> it's so true. I didn't want to say it, but I'm so accused of, of you know, hating on deep water culture. And for me, I'm a path of least resistance guy. I spent so long trying to do this stuff, and it was a, a lot of work and a lot of expense. And by the way, if you want to get a chiller, a good quality chiller, uh, good quality air stones for all deep water culture, I go to fish supplies because it's not so marked up like hydro is a lot of times. So it is actually marked up somewhat, but Aquatic Eco is Aquatic Ecosystems in Florida. Huge fish supply place. You can get a lot of this stuff, like a chiller, uh, for a reasonable price. But yeah, you know, chilling the roots and keeping them at 68 degrees and making sure everything's working and nothing's clogging. For me, it wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to set it and forget it. And happy I mean, his system. For me. He's got a couple options. Okay. So if people want to run DWC because it's appealing to them, it's a challenge or they're kind of like you know they get a little nerdy a little geeked out with some of the stuff and like technical things and maybe he really wants to convert this ac to a chiller make it work yeah i want to i want to pull the heart out of somebody and put an artificial heart in there man just just see how it works man it's fun and like if i'm going to run a chiller that's going to be running pretty much all the time to keep that water 68 degrees i want something with a really high sear rating which I guess some of the newer window units can be fairly high. <laughs> Does but that look like it's not going to be as good as a like designed to be a chiller chiller? Yeah, um, just something to think about. Chillers, if he wants to do a chiller for the system proper, buy in from like Hydro Supply. Just search some some stores online. About about four hundred something bucks. That's a one tenth horsepower chiller for this small water volume. Will do fine, and you will be good to go. Otherwise, I'm a shout out like like you were saying there, Scotty. Simple comment from Grumpy Toad. I had issues with water temps in my 2x4 deep water culture grow in the summer. I switched to hempy buckets and it made a huge difference. It is giving me close to the output of DWC without water temp problems. Peace, toad. So, yeah, definitely. Um, or the other is, is make the investment. And you're going to have to get a chiller. And it will perform. The system will do great. So you got your little Gen Hydro feed chart there. Um, you get everything you need in lighting and in a, a kit. So that's the decision to be made, how much you want to invest. What, what style you want? What's your style as a yes. grower? Bro, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm not sorry. If you were to just try, just go get something like Tuper or a, a good cocoa core, amend it with some earthworm castings, and uh, just find a salt-based nutrient, use recharge, but just get through a grow that way. Uh, understand that the plant's alive. It's supposed to be uh, surrounded with soil. And when you're doing deep water culture, you're kind of playing a little bit of science experiment there. It's not the way plants are, have evolved <clears throat> to live. All right. I'm going to give you about the author, though. I want to tell you about C. Tizzle for Thrizzle. <laughs> okay. Anybody with that name, I want to learn about. Hey, DGC. I'm a new grower, and I can't stop loving the site and all the support. 
Thank you. So I, I like to think of growing as a horticultural therapy. I'm actually a recovering addict, and I don't even smoke anymore as of right as of right now. But my wife still blazes fire all day, so I figured I could help out. Yeah. Lifted and stay safe, fam. Right on, bro. Right on. It's very cool. Hell yeah, definitely dig. It's it's very rewarding. I mean, especially if you're helping out a loved one and shit. Yeah. Saving money, getting horticultural therapy. So horticulture therapy, one of the coolest things is to realize that the plant is alive. They've been alive. This plant's been alive for hundreds of millions of years, or at least plants in general, billions of years. And to just think about how it wants to be treated, you're bringing it inside, which is so damn unnatural. Man, just think about how you can make it comfortable. The more that, that you know, the more similar I would think, I guess not. We're not trying to recreate outside. <laughs> And, <laughs> We're jacking it up. And not just trying to recreate outside, but horticulture and not just the cultivation of cannabis is therapy for so many people. Oh, Where yeah. like gardening as a hobby is extremely therapeutic. And there's even some like mental health hospitals um, that have like specific gardens for patients there um, that it, it helps their mental health a ton. Yeah, all life is interconnected. That's what I think about when I go see my plants. As a matter of fact, I put a meme on today's show that has to do with that. But when I think about that, I think about trying to make the plants as comfortable as possible or just trying to not shock it as much as possible. That's probably why I'm against deep water culture at this point or just not into it for myself. I'm not against it. Do what you like, yeah. man. Be if you want to drive a 600 horsepower Corvette around the block, be my guest. All right, we got good comments here. Good comments from Mr. East Coast Grow. Mr. East Coast Grow says multiple tents. The other day we featured a Grow Talk question about somebody that was putting three tents into a room, which is like a two by four, three by three, or four by four, and a five by nine. Um, are you guiding the construction crew there, Scotty? It's all good in the hood, man. I'm telling. Look at this. I'm Mike Free here, bro. What's up with your mics, man? It's like all 2020 shit, man. I'm next, yes, I'm next yes. level already, man. Now it's been awesome. Thank you, patrons. We are reinvesting in the studio. Uh, we have been spending a few weeks on this new set that we got going. So uh, I'm pretty psyched to make some new content over there. Right on, right on. All right. Now, back to the grow. So, so Mr. East Coast Grows says, multiple tents are a great way to grow. I got two 4 by 8s for flower and three other 5 by 5 He's got three others, a 5 by 5 a 4 by 6 and a 4 by 4 for veg and early veg. Two groups for different climates. Airflow is the big thing. Each group circulates the same air, and I stagger light schedules to help maintain temps easier. The hardest thing is managing humidity in a sealed grow. Dehumidifiers put off heat and has to be compensated for with AC. It's just like, yeah. And sure. this, in his wording, I love this. It's a dance that has to be dialed in perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got a question, though. Why not one big tent for all that? Uh, you know, if you're trying to keep smelling or whatever, but why not? Tell me the difference. And I'm sure there is. But why would you have three tents to benefit as opposed to just one large one? Because uh, it does cost a decent amount more money. You don't I guess you do get the reflection off the walls, but it's nice when you have multiple sources of light and you got the, you know, the two, three lights. And uh, and in terms can, of in, in terms of climate. Right. Uh, the bigger volume of air not separated from the other ones is going to be easier to uh, to maintain and not have any microclimates in. The advantage has got to be humidity, air temperature and humidity, being able to change them for different times of flowering. Different environments as well. That's why I like the three tents, nursery, veg, flower. But well, why can't you have that in one tent? Uh, light schedule for, for one as far as the flower goes. Oh, yeah. You need at least, sure. 
flower and vegetative. We need at least two different areas. But those are three right. different environments there. Typically, yes, you can. Cannabis is forgiving. You can get away with it growing at the same environment a lot of different ways and pull off some harvest. But if you want to perform the best, having a different environment towards the end of flowering versus what's going on in your nursery or what's going on in your bedroom. So I can see where that that's an advantage, I think, with tents versus a, a bigger room. How do you pull that off when you're just pulling air from one tent to the other, though? I would not be setting it up like that. How do you control? It's pretty difficult to control the temperature and humidity just by 10% or so. If you want one at 60% and one at 50%, you know, it's pretty difficult to control that in small tents, no? Uh, it depends on your setup. Typically a veg tent or a nursery tent will say your smallest tent, probably not gonna need any humidity control. You want your humidity as high as can be. You might even be wanting to have to add humidity in a cloning early, early veg seedling tent, right? So then you have your veg tent and then that tent as well, It's got, that one's gonna get humid. So dehumidification or exhausting into the room. But this is where we talked about it before, Scotty. If we go back to that grow question, you control your room right? You control your room that your tents are in more than controlling your tents. Then why spend so much money on, on different tents? Why not just have a veg and a, and a flowering tent is my back to that point. That would go to the factors for me of how handy are you? Are you renting or not? No, but I mean, we, had 12 we had a 12 by 12. I mean, they make big tents. I agree. But if you have one bedroom in a house that you're using and you can fit these three different tents in versus makes the only sense. other way to... That you know what sense. I mean? Turn that room into three different growing environments. Just get out, you know, get out your drill gun and go to work. So I was asking a question, man. That does make sense. Right. It's good discussion. You know, we're not going to get in. We're learning how to have good discussion. It's not arguments. I'm learning how to inhale, bro. I'm on the roach. <laughs> I need it. I need it to the last drop today, sir. But Mr. East Coast Grow, thanks for the tip. And that perfect dance comment I did like. I do battle. I think in my head, like I'm setting up this new five by five. And so when the, I'm going to have a dehumidifier in it, when that turns on, it turns it to get a little hotter. And then if it gets hotter, then the AC comes on. And then that's going to make the space, the tents in a little hotter. So you got to make sure everything's dialed in. And when it is, it works well. And nothing is working too hard against the other piece of equipment. That's where you have issues. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Control that lung room and you should be great. I'll tie in a shout out there because uh, Gorilla Grow Tents, since we're talking tents, check them out, GorillaGrowTents.com. Um, been rocking. I got a five by nine. Actually, I got the I got the three now, a two by four, a five by five, and the five by nine, not in use, been used once, won't get rid of it because it's going to be used somewhere somehow, not sure for what. But uh, awesome tents, very durable, guys. You're not going to be grabbing zippers and ripping seams and all that jazz. And uh, GorillaGrowTent.com, coupon code DUDE. There you go. If you took a 5 by 9 and put a 2 by 4 in there and that was your veg and you put like a – I had it. put like a shelf up in there, like a rack system. You got your clones up top. You got your teens down in the middle. You can, you can totally do all teens. that in a 5 by 9 for and, sure. And some mothers down below in the 2 by 4 And then you got your 5 by 9s a flowering tent. Uh, that's a great combination. If you're just thinking about getting a tent, I tried it. I dug it. All right. You got me thinking now. You got me thinking. All right. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Guess Kosher Solution Nutrients by Sir Bongsworth. Okay. Okay. Let's see so, what target market we got here. What's growing on DGC? So I was messaged on Instagram by this company called Kosher Solutions in Coachella Valley, California. It's a newer company with a heavy salt-based nutrient line. I mean, look at those NPK numbers. 
First, you have a base nutrient at 15-00. Then you have a grow nutrient at 5-10-32. Finally, you have your flower nutrient at 11-0-11-33. I, I just got to laugh, man. I just got to – we order this stuff at the bamboo nursery all the time. You know, we have 20 acres there. And they want to see you mixing tanks of like 1,000 liters at a time or two, whatever, 275-gallon totes at a time. Hey, but is it kosher? It's not kosher. I don't have a rabbi nope. to bless it on, on site. But what I want to say is this, these components in here, the 33 and the 11.6, that's like the real, you know, that's the potassium and the phosphorus in there. Out of 100 pounds, it's got, what, 33 plus 11 is, is maybe 45% of this is active ingredient. The rest is filler. So even the super strong uh, formulations right here, are mostly filler, so don't, don't get too excited about the numbers. And it, when it's in like a powder form like this, you control how strong or hot the nutrient solution you make up is going to be um, by how much of this you put in. So from an 11, as long as the ratio is the same, it's just using more or less of it to get the same PPM or EC in uh, the water you mix it up in. Yeah, I'll bet you the most expensive part of this ingredient in this is getting the rabbi to drive over and bless it. No, wait a minute. Aren't there a pretty popular uh, kosher hot dog? Is it Nate's or Nathan's? Uh, Nathan's or something like Hebrew so National, bro. Yeah. Hebrew National. So for that, so does that mean each pack, do they got like a rabbi at the factory? It probably. It means that they ain't putting shit in there. They got strict standards, you know, just like vegans have strict standards. I don't know. Do they have strict standards? They have strict standards of what, of what kind of, they don't want to put no crap in there. There's a kosher cannabis uh, certification that you can get. Um, and I know like the main thing for cultivation of plants and then being kosher uh, is that it has to be grown pest free and without the use of pesticides right as like one of the main things so if like that's what you're after and the type of weed you're smoking and you want to know it's clean that works um, but there are some like kosher is fairly stringent it's up there with uh, like all the stuff and it has to be pharmacopoeia grade I'm pretty sure and like it, it is higher a high quality nutrient right but just this the the packaging is kind of funny. We know our buddy Brad is our fertilizer guy down at, down at uh, Florida for the nursery. And when we talk to him, there's different input grades. And he doesn't do all. He does an ag grade. There's what food grade. There's pharmacopoeia grade. And if I already, we talk about all that and the different prices. And if I go, what, what's kosher grade, man? He would just look <laughs> at me. You know what I mean? He would just look at me. So. I can tell you, Herman, Herman the Hermit had a good comment on here, basically agreeing <laughs> with you guys. It says it's not the percentage you start with, but the percentage you end up with when it's diluted. Very simple statement there. But we, he did ask a question here. Um, who is this question in from again? Sir Bongsworth asking, how much should I use? Should I go half strength? You know, I'm not sure. I know the manufacturer seems to be recommending a lot. And Herman the Hermit also has a good suggestion there. It says, much of the advice I see on the web says they start with a third of the recommended rate and go up there as needed. It does depend on what phase of growth your plant is in, of course. PPM pen, man. You got to use a parts per million pen. You have to measure your total dissolved solids. Your salts is what you're measuring. And if you're using a salt-based nutrients like this, there's just no doubt about it. By the way, they're not very expensive. Good PPM pen is huge. And a good starting, and it, it, EC is going to be the base for everything, that it's just multiplying it by five or 700, kind of depending. Um, 1.1 EC is going, or 1 EC is going to be a very good starting point um, for, for, for your nutrients if it's like a young vegetative plant. 
all right, I got, you just take the parts from me and pan out of the, you know, out of the container. And then you put it, actually you do have to calibrate it. You put it in a calibration solution, but you put it in the water, you look for anywhere between, I don't know, seven and 1100, I would say would be juicing them up. And uh, that's where you start playing with. And I'm just trying to oversimplify it, guru. But man, that's all I really needed to do to start learning how to how to play with the plants. Start low, uh, go up high, kind of look for that perfect burn, dial it back, learn about leaching. But man, I'm typically using almost half strength when I'm using a line. Um, and I don't know if that's a long, maybe I'll transition because when I'm using recharge, the microbes, which seem to be making nutrients more available, I'll do the little realgrowers.com segment here if you guys want to hook up some recharge. But isn't that, is, do you guys have a recommendation for that? Because I do hear that from growers as far as, hey, if you're running, you've you got your grow, your, your grow dialed in at, let's say, whatever PPM, right. um, your plants are doing great, and now they're going to add in microbes for the first time into their growth system. Yeah. You say lower your, your nutrient input oh, yeah. for a little bit? You'll dial it down. You wouldn't go 1100. I'm thinking 11, 1200 is really 1200 is too much, but like 1100 uh, is like really hammering plants. And it is it does when you have microbes, whether it's from recharge or earthworm castings, uh, it keeps the soil in the uh, in the media. So I, I would say that you'd be able to use less, definitely. Just thinking about salt or, washing off. I mean, just the way to think about it, the purpose, or well, not purpose, um, recharge is able to hold the nutrition that's washing into the soil, and it's able to deliver it uh, in a more effective way to the plant so that for the fertilizer that you water in, less is washing away and more is being able to get to the plant. So you are going to want to come back like, 20, I can, 10 to 20% on your fertilizer or depending on how fast you're trying to push them or if you're growing something like bamboo, you saved what, 40% on fertilizer yeah, cost? you can save a lot if you're not trying to, you know, we're not trying to push our bamboo incredibly hard. I can tell you in my grow and I, I'm, you know, I assume just because I'm using nice, clean, good nutrients, I'm using Ramos line and I'm using recharge and I always, I'm, maybe I'm doing something wrong here, I've always watered to run off a little bit. I haven't watered to run off once yet in this grow. I'm in a cocoa peat mix. Um, I water probably two times a day, every day. I don't know if you'd call that cyclical or whatever just yet. I never really soak them down. Uh, and the plants are freaking fabulous. And I'm using those nutrients at about almost half strength. And everything is happy as can be. And I always used to be like, you've got to water to run off. It's one of those rules. Do you have to water to run off or does it matter what you're using? You know? It matters how often you you water them. And twice a day, I don't know if I'd water them to run off. If they got to dry out. The the idea is you uh, definitely got to dry out. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, if you dug that, check out realgrowers.com. Coupon code dude. Get yourself some recharge. Get some microbes up in your grow. Recharge. Right. Uh, hey, I just don't want to make this into a recharge commercial. When I say recharge, I'm talking recharge. I'm talking about any quality soil microbe, and I'm talking specifically about really good compost teas, uh, earthworm castings, whether they're just put right into the uh, into the mix, the soil mix, or whether you're making an earthworm casting tea or top dressing with it. But soil microbes is really what we're talking about. Recharge is a turnkey way. You can see I'm I'm very simple about things. This is a way I can just take a scoop and instead of trying to really or having to really learn and perfect compost teas i'm able to just take a scoop of this and be done with it throw it in a watering can once a week i reapply the soil microbes and uh, just have real good success with it 
All right. Well, since I will finish the, the uh, commercial, since it is the official sponsor of the show, Scotty, okay. RechargeCanada.ca. If you're a grower in Canada, check it out. Yes. All right. All right. Dogrows.com. Use the search bar. You'll you'll learn some knowledge. <laughs> I like that. I want to learn Grow some knowledge. This one's kind of interested here. Um, interesting here. This is in for Mr. East Coast Grow. All right, another Mr. East Coast Grow again. Uh, this just, uh, I'm sorry. What do you got? What's so funny? It just says Grow Hack, free CO2 generator. And I could just see somebody, not me, just going, my fucking wife. <laughs> no. My hack is for free CO2 enrichment and is really very simple. It only requires an inline booster fan and some ducting. Just so people know, a booster fan is a really low CFM fan. I use them for different applications, meant to run inline to help move air along through duct, not nearly as strong as like a can fan or like an inline fan. Right, right. What is an inline fan? Inline's just a style of fan. I mean, it goes between the duct and the duct line, but uh, yeah, it's very very much, uh, very mellow. It says I was, I used compressed CO2 and was looking for a way to keep my PPM up PPM up during this Corona thing because my shop was closed. Damn. Um, then I had an idea. I bet you I would think of the same shit if this was the only option. I have five CO2 generators living in my house, my family. Told you, told you, man. So I took my meter and tested rooms in the house. And what do you know, if the living room and the kitchen were on average about a thousand parts per million. Now, how do I harness it? My grow's in the basement, so I had to get it down there. Since CO2 is heavier than oxygen, I installed a fake cold air return with an eight inch inline booster fan and draft blocker to prevent smell coming up from the basement, and then hooked the inline fan and exhaust to my controller to swap out the old air and replace fresh CO2. So to summarize that, you want to say, you're the HVAC guy. What did he do, Scott? Okay, you know, being, you know, my dad was an HVAC guy and he did have the ultimate set of tools. So let's talk about this. First of all, I am concerned about if you're using bottled CO2, uh, is it in a tent? Is that where we are? Or are we just in, in the basement grow room? Because I'd be- Yeah, worried. basement grow. Yeah, so I'd be worried that, you know, the more air you push in, even if it's low volume, the air does have to go out, you know? So it's gonna just go out the cracks and the doors and whatnot. So I'd just be a little bit careful about using that bottled CO2. But the dude has proved to me how much CO2 you can make just while talking. Would you say your meter gets up to sometimes? Uh, while doing the show easily or 22, 24, 2500 in this about 12 by 12, 10 by 10 room. Jesus, I bet you mind be over 5,000, the motor mountain. Line, you know? <laughs> I bet you. But, but I wonder if I do like the idea. I just want to make sure we understand that when you pull air in, you're pushing air out and you are mixing that with a lot of uh, a, a lot of ambient air. I'd be curious to see how well this works and let's just make sure it doesn't affect your heat. Just keep an eye on your heat because that return, it's a circulating system. Uh, so that return is pulling air back for a reason. So just, and he's just got make that, sure we're not that outbalancing it. Hooked up to a CO2 controller. So when the controller says, hey, we need some, kicks on the booster fan, pulls cool, from the living, it's the living cool. room kitchen space. And yeah, if it's not messing with your, cause I'm not a pro there, your other, your other returns in the house or any of that, that's freaking total win-win. That is, if that works, man, give us a, a report back. Cause if that works, that's a freaking awesome grow hack. Well, just visually looking at this bud, it looks <laughs> like it got dosed with some CO2 it a does. little bit. That's what CO2 bud looks like. 
<laughs> yeah, and he says here, he's a freak. Um, it says, I did this for months and it worked great, but I still got a tinge of smell coming back up through the pipe and I'm in prohibition land, so any smell is a no-no. This works especially well in the winter when the house is sealed and everyone's inside. If you have a CO2 meter, which that is a handy device to have, guys, as growers, CO2 meters, even if it's not a controller, if you yep. can get one, uh, go check your rooms and living spaces. You'll be very surprised what you find. Wow, but, this is cool. Yeah, thank you, Mr. East Coast Grow. Rocking it, dude. Very Tight good. Work. Could you hook that up to a canned fan and try to eliminate the smell? Or you might just want to have some small you know, odor eliminators going on up there, just in the house. That's where if you have little smell coming up in that main floor area that, yeah, you'd put just a little, I'd put a little carbon filter on a four inch, like dialed down. So it's not, it's like you can barely hear it very quiet behind a recliner somewhere in the corner. Yeah, or, or an ozone generator where they just come in and they're like, what the hell is that? How smells the, After the, the scare of trimming and my buddy coming over with pizzas and going, dude, <laughs> smell this four houses down. That's the worst um, we, feeling. Yeah, always kept a can fan hidden in the kitchen, like behind a chair where it was always quietly running sped down. So, cause that was right by the front door. Like, Lee's got to keep right by the front door good. Dude, I loved when can fans first came out. I was like, no, uh Oh my God, because before that, we didn't really have any good odor solutions. I remember they had like the little spray cans and it was on this little battery operated dispenser. Every 15 minutes, it would just spray like, it was like from the janitorial supply industry. It would just spray a little bit of osium. And I'm like, but, I remember just real quick, my mom came over to my first grow room. I was trying to hide it in a back bedroom and we're kind of hanging out. It must've smelled because it was very awkward, like sitting there on the couch, you know, awkward silence and then pfft, the spray of the osium it's 15 minutes and it just goes off and i'm just like oh dude just it. act like it never happened act like it never happened. we all did that's how it worked yeah or if you see something say nothing that's what <laughs> yeah thanks mom carbon filters had to been around in other other industry maybe at that point just didn't make it over to ours we've seen that with other products and things that you know sure. come into our industry such how long is uh, understanding oh, we'll talk about it we'll talk about it mid minute. 90s i think was the first time i saw one i got another girl question here 48 hours in the dark by casper 420 all right we got it says hi like a show i heard if you turn off the lights for 48 hours before harvest it increases the potency is that true and then we have a great description of his grow, which has nothing to do with the question because I love his grow. <laughs> okay. We're going to answer the question first here. Would we talk about that, Guru? You've answered this before. I, you told me that it has to more or less do with just harvesting in the dark, that whole photosynthesis one and two. So, so yeah, I, in my personal opinion, um, it's not that the length of the dark period is helping it at all. It's just that it's a dark period. Um, so like the ideal time to harvest is going to be at the very end of your dark period, right before the lights were going to uh, come on, because that's given the plant the best opportunity to use up the sugars it's made throughout the day um, through respiration and what it does through photosystems too at night. So that there's less of those in there and all the metabolites possible are going to be made from it. Um, so yeah, I, it's just a, you want to harvest at the end of your dark period. You don't need to do multiple lengths of dark period because in my opinion, that's going to stress the plant because you're changing its environment. It's expecting the lights to come on at a certain time. They don't come on and cause some hormonal stress. Um, so yeah, just the end of your 12 hour dark period 
uh, chop it before the lights come on and you're good to I go. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I just see I'm where I'm at and I'm like, look, these plants are matured to where I don't want them to mature anymore. I'm ready to harvest, but I don't have enough time to harvest them all until Wednesday, three days from now. This right. has happened to me. Right. So I shut off the lights. Maybe uh, are my, even though the plants aren't cut down yet, are my trichomes going to still be maturing and the plant is in soil, but no light is coming on. Does trichome maturity only happen during light on? I I got a question. Is this about trichome maturity or flavor of the bud? I think he doesn't ask about either of those. He asks about the potency of the bud, um, which I guess is going to be more trichome development or anything. So it's not going to get any worse uh, if you let it go for that 48 hours of darkness um, just because those metabolites are already made and the trichomes, it's not going to cannibalize itself. You're just not getting the most of them that you possibly could have by going that extra day and then having harvesting at the end of the night the next one. Um, but, but yeah, it's not really going to affect it much in terms of uh, potency, terpene content, everything. The main thing is just make sure that the plant metabolically has used up all the sugar that it can over the course of that one night period and then is ready to, ready to harvest. But that's a, you know, just like wanting to get chlorophyll out of the bud, getting sugars out of the plant. That's, that's more of a flavor thing than a trichome thing, right? Definitely going to be more of a flavor thing than a trichome thing, but it's really, it's more of a secondary metabolite thing, which all the cannabinoids we're after are secondary metabolites for the plant. Um, so are terpenes and flavonoids and everything else. So yeah, I really, the, the most of the science behind it says to harvest at the end of uh, a dark period before the lights come on so that the plant isn't actively photosynthesizing when you're harvesting and is used up the majority of its storage of sugars so, um, throughout the night. So back to his original question then, would more dark period at the very end be beneficial? No. Uh, and it's not going to make it uh, more potent or anything like that. On uh, that's, I don't know if that's actual science. Guru's talking about my bro science ways. Uh, maybe because I like to do it, and I'm, I'm even this time around. I think I'm going to try something different for harvest when I get there. If I get there, I want to jinx myself. Is do a cold dark period and put the ladies out in the garage since it's winter time. It stays right. above freezing in the garage. But give them, uh, I don't think cold oh, dark period. I see well, see, saying. I'm going to go ahead and say that that's a bad idea. Because um, <laughs> with the whole point of the dark period is metabolically, you're trying to let the plant use up the sugars that it has in storage through respiration and photosystems ah, too at nighttime. If you get it freezing cold, it's not going to be able to do any of that. All its metabolic activity slows completely down. So you're not getting the benefit of that dark period that you would want if it were warm in there. So, yeah. Yeah, it's science, dude. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> All right, let me read about the system here. This is pretty cool. It says, my system is 100% organic. I used to grow cucumbers and tomatoes in my basement with an aquaponic system. After legalization, I got rid of the tomatoes and cucumbers with the wife's permission and built a tent on top of a grow bed. So I use dual zone technique with air pots and no-till. That is really cool. You see what he's got there? His air pots are on top of a giant no-till bed. Hey, and those aren't just regular air pots. They're Super Roots air pots wow. that you put your compost in. But I wonder the Super Root air pots have a problem with drying out. And I wonder if that having that dual root zone there helps that problem. Addition. I don't know if that does. That's hydrogen in that bed. I think maybe he's referring to no-till being in his pots because that's uh, aquaponic system in the dual root zone. The hydrogen is more like a uh, 
it's so it's just, it's just a flooded drain table that's that's uh those pots are on. Oh, okay. Um, a dual root zone means that the pots aren't like sitting on top of the water and the roots going straight down into the water the fish are in. You're using the water from the fish to go into the plants. The plants kind of filter the water and it goes back to the fish and gets everything out of it and then you get some nutrition from doing that. So yeah, I think this is just a flood and drain table uh, being pumped from that fish tank. Um, and that's how it, it's watering from the bottom. I just want to say also, so hydrogen, a lot of times you can use it as a top layer on soil to keep everything dry so you don't get those fungus gnats. I've done that before too. So uh, I made my own super soil and it's in its third crops in the soil without disturbing the dirt. My soil is actually thriving with life as you can see in this third image here, it's really thriving. Hmm, I don't know, man. I know the springtails don't do much damage, but uh, man, I don't like them crawling over my soil. I like see springtails, pill bugs, thrips. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? You're more adventurous than I, sir. No, yeah, it's it's a it's a cool grow. I've always wanted to get the fish tank going. Um, here I can finish this out. He says I feed the girls with worm castings tea every two weeks and some amendments depending on the stage of the plants. Never water my plants. It's always wet and never got root rot. Interesting for worm tea. I have my own farm bin technique, and I also have a meal wor- meal worm farm to collect insect frass from. That's dope. I'm, I'm obsessed with watching these insects. These are big enough. They're actually carrying big hunks of, uh, there's a blade of grass they're carrying. That guy's got a giant, uh, is that perlite? <laughs> He's going to get that. He's putting it on his shoulders to go home. So are you kind of like um, on the uh, same agreements here with uh, Grumpy Toad? Because Grumpy Toad says, uh, basically, I would kill all the insects. You know, like it makes you feel creepy. I thought I was seeing a... a, a fungus gnat there which like i said isn't the worst thing in the world but yeah you got got to be careful with them i'm just saying that soil right there definitely not kosher (laughs) um i like coach steve i want to feature this comment here real quick because it's probably kind of how i think um it says coach steve says nice setup looks enjoyable just being in there to your question potency no not at all the debate is what it that it will increase resin extra stickiness frostier comes down to this if you're if you are skeptical you won't be proved wrong if you want to believe you won't be proved wrong either guru says the science is more about dark than an extended dark in other words we all agree to harvest at the end of a dark period the debate is whether it should be more than 12 hours or not damn coach steve listens <laughs> so I, thanks coach steve for that and good comments here again from uh trim finger casper 420 and uh yeah Chad Westport. Yes, good stuff. I think we have right. summed it up. Before we get into our grows, how's it going today, Scotty? Am I a little less pretentious? A little bit, dude, a little bit. I don't know. You should get some super pretentious hairdo one day, you know? I don't know how it does all kind of <laughs> That is not a pretentious now. hairdo, man. <laughs> uh, I never thought you were pretentious, okay? I, I always thought you were the dude. Before, maybe it's a subconscious thing. Before we get into my grow, do we have uh, to stop you from reading the comments again? Is that what goes on? It's like an ebb and flow thing with the comments. You're like, dudes are great. Can't read the comments for a while, man. 
Um, we mentioned <laughs> earlier, I did for a minute in the show about VPD. Oh, you're talking about carbon filters. Um, PulseGrow.com over on their homepage, they got a great section, very knowledgeable, uh, great write-up on VPD in three or four different charts, whether you're talking VPD in early veg, veg, or flower, and how to be right in the right zone. I didn't know jack about this until within a few years. I mean, we've been right. talking about the show not too long, but VPD in nursery practices have probably been around like for what decades i don't know how long have they known about vpd and falling this sure for it man they're smart over there I'm pretty and i just sure wanna, it's been like since the 50s i just want to dumb down vpd just in case you, you you're new here uh it's just the pressure of the air basically the air and the water basically humidity that is the pressure against the the leaf surface and i just think of it as when you go out and run or if you even if you just go outside for a walk someplace with a really dry arid climate uh it can be a, a little bit lower of a temperature and you can still be comfortable and then then when you go to i'm sorry a little bit higher of a temperature and you can still be comfortable uh when you go to someplace super humid uh it can be a, you know it needs to be a lower temperature so it's just the, the difference man the difference between going into something super humid going to something super dry uh, your plants feel the same way and that's what the pulse monitors are going to tell you they're going to monitor all that chart it out for you you can be within app on your phone or logged in through the pc whichever one you prefer um, great way to make notes about your growth. The new monitor is almost available. You can go pre-order the Pulse Pro, which measures CO2 and PAR, and to that earlier grow hack about CO2 in the house. It'd be sweet if you wanted to hang up the Pulse Pro monitor in your kitchen, in your living room area, walk around with it and see what those levels are throughout the day, when people are home, when not home, learn how maybe you wanna enrich your grow with it. Great way to learn about shit accurately and be notified when things aren't right. It's too hot, it's too cold, too humid. Lights came on at the wrong time, went off at the wrong time. Um, as well, on the commercial level, you guys can have these to monitor your staff, monitor your plants. Monitor your staff sounds bad, like not like watch in on them, but make sure they're keeping your plants happy. Right, right. Uh, PulseGrow.com, coupon code DUDE. Go check out what they have going on cool team over there excellent customer service and they are doing they are on the cutting edge the leading edge of the what they put in these monitors we got to get chris up on the show here to bullshit a little bit yeah adding a co2 meter to that monitor is freaking cool though that monitor is definitely way useful before having a co2 meter in it super cool big upgrade and one um one more when you go to dogrows.com forward slash pros keep in mind all the coupon codes are listed over there we want to remind everybody merch is up dudegrows.com forward slash merch get your uh get your hubby a hat for the holidays all right how about that wow look at you being all progressive three different dgc model hats over there now we got some shirts stickers and also i'm working on for the canadian growers just get in touch with me on how we can get some of the hats i do have some up here i'll make them available <laughs> for the canadian growers to pick up what up i'm just laughing i didn't really realize i was modeling the uh the merch when they asked. oh yeah yeah no they're actually i don't know i don't know you are the merch model maybe i didn't realize i just looked like that i mean you were standing <laughs> there with lights on you and someone standing yeah. in front of you with a camera yeah so. i guess i just didn't realize that i would be looking at myself you need self-realization sometimes it's just like i forgot what comedian was on joe rogan the other day and he got like a uh, some email notification about going to his high school reunion. And he's like, I don't want to go hang out with all those old mofos. <laughs> Wait a minute. Right. Wait, I don't even smoke weed no more. <laughs> all right. 
uh, in my grow. We're just going to fill your segment, what's going on in your grow for now, what's going on in the DGC bakery, because there's a lot going on in there. We already discussed like full revamp on the studio. You have more places to shoot, get content. Yes, this is pretty sick. I'm not going anywhere. There's still the spot for the show, but with just all sorts of other content ideas and a whole cool space. Excellent. You notice I'm Mike free here. We got the new tech going. So, yeah, we're going to just when we have guests in, uh, James Bean, when he's in town, will bring a lot of breeders. Jaron brings in some cool people or just every now and again, who do we get? Andy from Loving in Our Eyes, but just really cool folks. And you, know, you come in and you don't trip all over lights and have to figure out a, a, a microphone and all that. So it's just been a huge upgrade for us. Definitely. And like I said, I thank the DGC. I thank the patrons. It's been huge. When are you going to start processing some weed, man? Uh, I want to do it on the new set. So as a matter of fact, the freeze dryer was just installed today. Okay. In a very classy way. Are those very power consuming? Do you know how to answer this? I think they are fairly power consuming. So we'll probably run that when when we, uh, you know. Did you do that? It's, it is just fairly power consuming when the compressor and or the vacuum pump are running. Right. Right. Gotcha. 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 I just know he calculated the load for the bakery. You plug in that and everything goes down. Ah, uh, you know what? When I stopped growing in the ex- in the uh, whatever, the break room or whatever it is now, it really did free up a lot because it freed up the air conditioner. Uh, it freed up, you know, a couple thousand watts in lighting, fans, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think we're okay now, man. I think. All right. All right. <laughs> In, in, in my two by four tent grow right now, you can see here these are in the three gla- three gallons, uh, ready for flower, ready for flower. I'm not flipping yet though. You can see my clone dome. I just put my clone dome right in with those because I'm like, dude, the environment here is perfect. It gets up to 85, it's 77% humidity. Wow. So the clones, those clones, and you can look at the next picture here, um, titled the clones looking good. I've been cut off the plant for almost five days now. So I'm pretty stoked with how they're looking for five days off the plant. Um, like how I put A in the middle for some reason when I'm, they're labeled. It's not ABC. It's BAC or CAB. Wow. You're deep. You are deep, bro. Very cool. Um, yes, I can't wait to see what these turn out. Which ones are these, dude? Uh, these are all healer seeds, which were acquired from the, uh, what was the festival the we go to, Dan? It was acquired from the teepee, from the dragonfly earth medicine folks. Yes, exactly. Although one plant looks a lot different than the others, I'm not sure what I got for males or females. Hence why I took the cuts, doing it the slow way. Once these seedlings are seedlings, once these cuts, I see roots, I'm going to have to get them out of there ASAP, get a little another area going for them so I can get these ladies or whatever. I don't want to jinx it. Get these plants right away into a 12-12 light schedule um, to see which cuts I need to keep, you know, play that game. Should have my 5x5 five five set up pretty soon. been doing a lot of pondering on that as far as my dehumidification, the controls, um, but it should run really good. I'm getting pretty excited to have two tents uh, instead of just the uh, the one rocket. The 2x4 is great, but yeah, I got to have another area if I'm going to be doing the uh, keeping some genetics around. Yo, one of those ain't related, man. Yeah, B. Yeah, B. <laughs> B does not look like the others. Got uh-uh. a good eye. No, no. Maybe it's from a cannabis. previous marriage or something like that. I don't know. 
I'm hoping I'm I'm hoping due to the plant structure because is that B is a, a male and and A and C are ladies because they're squatter and they have they have just better plant structure that I like for a tent grow. Right, right. So that's what's going on in there. I'll keep everybody uh, in the loop and hoping to get some good quality uh, medicine. I'm saying medicine this time because this is one to one ratio. What's that? I said that's the healer. What else could it be? Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, and planning ahead for maybe the five by nine somewhere. I'm not sure. I just know I'm not growing outside cannabis at least um, this summer. I say that somebody's probably going to hand me a cut or give me something, and then I'm going to be like, nope, I've learned. Because it's always like, what is it? Why not? Why not? What do you have to lose? I'm like, the care for it, man. Like the time I take to care for it is what right. I have to lose. Right. It is heartbreaking. They're alive. Uh, who's slinging some recharge? Come on, Guru. Who you got? Who you? I know they're from Michigan because <laughs> Michigan is so. It's a Hydro strong. Masters in Clinton Township, Michigan. Yes, and I appreciate it. I appreciate Michigan, the whole state. Hydro Masters, I dig. Yes, it's ten thousand hours of hydro he did to become a master. <sighs> Hydroponics is still like that code. I guess you don't have to put it in your store name, but hydroponics <laughs> typically means like waterworks. Isn't hey, that what it really means? If you got plant parenthood, you're winning. <laughs> That's a good name. <laughs> it's the but, best. It is the best. I can't. I, it can't beat it. I told you it means something different. I was down in Costa Rica a couple weeks ago, and I saw a hydro store, and I was so excited. I went in, and it was it was like a Monsanto pesticide store. Is what it was. It doesn't mean the same down there. All right, you guys had a good time. Bigros.com forward slash support to check out the Bennies, uh, B and the DGC, and let's do some shout outs. <laughs> I got Sticky Polly, Icky, and Midrest Grower. How's it going? Yeah. How about just Breezy, Breezy, and Chef Polly B. DK Dank from Purdy. Pur- Purdy? Purdy Farms? <laughs> I got HB and I like Dano's Blue Blue Blue. It's the Blue Blue. <sighs> What's up, Bean Counter 420? And Evade and when? <laughs> well, <laughs> I dig. All right, guys, stay higher. Till next time, we'll be coming at you. All right, take it easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man sister, take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day. With a pill, it's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new, new, new. It's just weed, it's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed, it's just weed. I like to smoke it all day long. Just look at how he's being paid now 